0: Welcome to the New Beginnings Community Church Podcast. Here at NBCC, we welcome the imperfect, flawed, and broken, as much as the healing and thriving, because we are all God's children. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. All right, we are now... Uh entering into our last message in this series on answers have you enjoyed this series at all like this and yeah i hate to see it end but it's coming to an end now today and uh we're going to talk about all those weird old testament laws anybody interested in that one right there good four of you but i you'll do it anyway <laughs> now we're going to start a new series next sunday it's a four-week series and there's a reason why it's four weeks But we're going to, it's called the Great Divide. And how many of you ever noticed when it comes to serving God or just living life that your mind can be torn in two directions? Anybody ever notice that right there? So the first Sunday in the Great Divide, we're going to look at how, we're going to answer a question. First question is, How do I overcome my old flesh, my old nature that wants to do the wrong things? Anybody know that battle right there? We live in it every day. So that's the first Sunday. And then from there, we're going to answer the question, how do I overcome worry? Any worriers here? right come on be on how many worries are yeah we got some problems in this room right now no i'm joking and then from there we're going to look at you know what do i do when those scriptures challenge me to go deeper than where i'm living right now and then on the fourth sunday we're going to look at how do i survive and overcome through the storms of life and we all go through storms right so all those things can split our mind In two different directions We're going to answer that Then from there When that series is over We're going to enter into Easter season Resurrection season And we're going to break down The trial of Jesus the first week Then we're going to look at The, the, the torture of, of Jesus in the second week Then we'll have Good Friday The crucifixion Then that Sunday morning We'll look at the resurrection And we're going to call that Death lost How many know death lost, Right? Right, It's a fall. I thought I was in the wrong room for a second. And so because of the resurrection, we live for eternity. Amen to that one, right? In the good place, right? So today we're going to look at, and I'm going to, we're going to look at all these, what about all these Old Testament weird laws? I'm going to ask you this question, I'm going to ask you a question after I read uh this section of scripture, if you have your Bible, which I hope you do, should be learning your Bible, reading your Bible, Leviticus chapter 11, you go, there's a Leviticus, yes, there's a Leviticus, okay, we're looking at verse 7 and 8, I'm going to read these two verses, then I'm going to ask a question, which I only want about three of you to raise your hand, I do this every, every, part, every message I do in this series, three of you raise your hand, give me your 10 second answer, not your five minute answer, we have a big hook that comes out if you get to 11 seconds and it removes you from the room just so you know you might even pass out I'm not sure but watch this because you're going to have to answer the question three of you give it a shot and you can be you can give it a shot verse 7 and 8 and the pig what a great intro for a verse right and the pig for though it divides the hoof thus making a split hoof it does not chew cud It is unclean to you. You shall not eat of their flesh, nor touch their carcasses. They are unclean to you. Now let's. Now it's saying you can't eat pork. And for a Mexican person, that's bad news, right? (laughs) Because I read that, I go, man, I'm not. I forget. I'm not going to be a Christian anymore. (laughs) And then I found out what's really going on here. So um, here's the question. Let's pretend. It's a couple weeks ago. Super Bowl Sunday and our favorite team won the Super Bowl. You know, if I would have said Raiders, see, see, but if I say Rams, okay, I love you, America. But let's say you're in your backyard, you invite people over, neighbors, saved, non-saved, and you're cooking baby back ribs. And Oh, yeah. And some of those people there, they know those verses. And they sit there as you're cooking baby back ribs, and they know, well, you're not supposed to eat pork. And they turn to you. And they ask you in front of everyone. And they say, I think I've read that we're not supposed to eat pork. And they ask you, Christian, do you eat pork? And stop. Don't ex- stop. you got to raise your hand, okay? Okay. <laughs> we had all kinds of answers first service they ask you do you eat pork knowing that verse there and you know that verse there so what would your answer be and why okay you got 10 seconds raise your hand Rich okay you're getting ahead of me now that's in my message alright <laughs> okay you talked to somebody in first service did the same thing to me right? there's always a wise guy in every crowd okay <laughs> I'm joy. you're welcome and you're welcome Okay, what else? What, what, okay, right there. John? Jesus said what uh, goes into a man doesn't defile and What comes out, defiles him. Uh-oh. Oh, we got an amen for you out there. I don't even get an amen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mark 7. Okay. Tim, did you raise your hand? Oh, no, behind Tim. Okay, good, bro. That's right, but you're teaching my message too right now, aren't you? I'm, j- I'm joking. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, what else? Anything else? Man, first service is like, they kept raising their more and more, how to shut them down. Okay, okay, good. So here's, here's the, let, let's go. Now, have you ever, um, have you ever just looked at Googled, some of these weird laws that states have on the books. Has anyone ever done that before? You ever looked at those things, anybody? You've done that, isn't that weird, right? In Kentucky, there is a law that says you cannot put ice cream in your back pocket. How many of you have ever put ice cream in your back pocket? How many have done that before? Because if you raise your hand, we've got a class for you later on, okay? <laughs> Just trying to stretch you straight. Now, the reason though, the reason is for them why you didn't put ice cream in your back pocket is because if you put ice cream in your back pocket, horses like Pastor Jim like sweets, and they will follow sweets anywhere the sweets are, and the horse will smell the sweets, follow you, and thus you could easily steal that person's horse by having ice cream in your back pocket, which makes perfect sense in Norco, California, okay? (laughs) Okay. Now... You and I, we look at a law like that in 2022 and we think, that is just so ridiculous. But to the people back in that day in Kentucky, that law made a lot of sense. Did it not? So we're going to work from that perspective today. So let's put that aside for a moment. And let's read one last time since this is the last message in the series, our key verse. 1 Peter 3.15. I'm going to ask Everyone, to read it out loud. Those of you watching at home, you got to read it out loud. We have a reverse peephole camera. And we know if you're not saying it out loud or not, okay? So I'm going to count to three. We're all going to say it, right? Right? Okay, here we go. It's really easy. One, two, three. But Christ is Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and Reverence. Oh, I saw somebody not reading out there. Okay, now, let me, let me expand a little bit for one last time. It says we're to make a defense. A defense, the word means answer. Apologia, we get a word apologetics. We're to answer people when they ask us about our faith, about the hope that is in us. It says we're to answer them with gentleness and reverence. Don't get into shouting matches about your faith. The Bible teaches me that I'm not to speak in the presence of a fool, which is a very wicked mind, in the presence of a fool because they either rage or they laugh. And if somebody does that, just walk away from them. I'm not going to mess with that anymore because the Bible tells me they're not going to listen to a word I'm saying. They just want to fight. So I'm, I'm to be able to defend my faith, give an answer to God, to people who ask me about the Jesus I believe in. It also teaches me, remember, that I'm to sanctify the Lord Jesus in my heart. In that verse, it tells me why is that important. Do you remember why? Because I've got to settle it. Jesus is Lord. He is God in the flesh. He is the God-man. He came. He carried our sins on the cross. He died. He was buried. He rose. All historical events that eyewitnesses, we have proof of these things. It's all historical event. you got to settle it you got to believe it. Because if you don't, you start talking to people, somebody could talk you out of what you believe because you've never settled and surrendered your life to Jesus Christ 100%. Amen to that one right there? Settle it. Now, let me give you a side perspective with that verse. Have you ever thought this? The night that Jesus is betrayed by Judas, he comes, they arrest him, they take him. John they all run but John ends up inside the Caiaphas house area there Peter follows at a distance he's in the courtyard out there warming himself by a fire but not in there but he's out there in the courtyard there's that servant girl that comes up to him we know the prophecy right that Jesus gave you are gonna deny me but here comes that first servant girl she says you're with Jesus right and Peter says I don't know him I, I don't know him but here's the thing. Just contemplate it. Because I can't tell you for... I don't know why I'd have to talk to this serving girl. But when I would read that for years and years, I always thought her tone was something like this. You were with Jesus, weren't you? But what if her tone wasn't that way? What if she said, You are with Jesus. And before she could say anything after that, like, what was he like? Is he really the Messiah? You saw miracles. Tell me about it. Before she could ever possibly say that, Peter says, I don't, I don't know him. Cuts her off. And possibly, I can't prove it, but what if she was just an innocent seeker wanting to know some answers? What if that was what was really taking place there? And Peter cuts her off and doesn't give any answers. We've always got to be careful when we're talking to people. Yes, some people, they just want to fight. But there are plenty of people that just answer my question. Just answer my question. Because, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. I'm not telling you I'm going to believe just because you answer it, but answer my question. Does that make sense? So always be careful of that. We're called to make a defense, to give an answer. That's what this whole series has been about. We've covered seven topics and now we're on the last one. So, now, what about all those weird Old Testament laws, right? Three points. First point today is this. They were written to the ancient Israelites, right? Now, here's how it all works. Those laws, that were given to Moses, that were given to the Israelites. They are written to a group of people ancient Israel that was in bondage in Egypt for 400 years correct in Egypt there were many many false gods were there not there's all kinds of false gods they're coming out of Egypt and so now they're a brand new nation and nations need something that they must live by and be governed by for civil rest and peace to happen and that is you need what laws laws now, that's one side of why these are written. You need laws to be governed by. Otherwise, it's pure chaos. But as they come out of this place that's worshipped and looked at all these false gods, now they're traveling through a desert. And there's all these people groups in the desert that also worship other gods, all false gods, right? Some of these, among many, was these, in these ancient false idol religions. Some of them would offer family members for prostitution. Some of them would take babies and have babies. They'd sacrifice them on the arms of the false god, the idol Molech. They'd heat them up red hot and they'd put live babies on his arm. The babies would scream as they're burning to death. They would pound the drums real loud so the parents could not hear the babies dying and screaming in that moment. These are some of the things that were going on and they're gonna travel around these nations here And God, in His grace and mercy and wisdom, He puts all these laws there to the ancient Israelites. Why? So they will not take on, practice the characteristics, the false religions of all the nations surrounding them as they're traveling and in Canaan's land and from the nation of Egypt that they've come out of. Does that make sense? So they were written to the ancient Israelites at a specific time, specific place, specific people for a specific purpose now when you look at it that way now certain things should start to make sense in your mind put up Genesis 1-1 now as you look at Genesis 1-1 which is the very first verse in the entire Bible Old Testament here it comes it says this read it with me 1, 2, 3 in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth Now, now now think now just think This is the first verse. This is the get go. So God tells Moses, write this stuff. Here's the first thing they need to know as you put this together. Why does God begin with that? Because they've come out of a place where there are a lot of false gods. The Egyptians, the 10 plagues that Moses will bring upon the Egyptians. Did you know each one of those plagues is directed at a false god of the Egyptians? They worship the Nile. Turned to blood. They worship the sun. He causes darkness to happen. They bring flies. A fly god was worshipped. Every one of them. And now think of what I just said. All these false gods the sun, the Nile, flies. And then the cow, they worship the cow, the bull. Why do you think the Israelites coming out of Egypt create a golden calf? This is what they learned. But all of these false gods, notice. The bull, the fly, the sun, the Nile River, they're all part of creation, are they not? All false gods come out of creation. But Moses begins, God says, You tell them this. In the beginning, God's speaking, I, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. I'm not this God of a created thing, I'm the God of the whole Slam that created everything. You follow me so far? I created everything and so he wants them from the get-go to understand this and so now as they're traveling he doesn't want them to worship false gods they're called like us to be separate, distinct, a holy people and not do what pagans do not do what people don't know God do we're to follow God now in that he gives them these laws and these laws were about things very familiar to them not familiar to you and I. Let's go back to the pig, can we not? This, yes, okay, okay. <clears throat> Let's go back to the pig. They were told you can't eat pork. How many like pulled pork? Oh, yeah. Now yeah, you just woke up, didn't you? <laughs> okay. How many like baby back ribs? I didn't ask for sounds, okay? I had a, my wife and I had a slab of baby backs on Friday night at Texas Roadhouse. I, I thought I was just, I thought I was in heaven. I really, I, it was so. How many like garnitas? <laughs> yeah, more sounds. Okay, we got that. Pork chops. Wait, wait, wait. Before you answer. But it's got to be cooked, fried really good where it's crispy on the edges. Anybody with me on that? And it, right? Right? That's the only way to eat them. Okay, how many like ham? I I just I don't know I like everything pork but ham I look at it like that just doesn't look right okay anybody with me on that is please tell me there's one thank you Israel thank you and your name proves that we're right right Israel praise the Lord on that one now they're told they are not allowed to eat pork but why see there's got to be a why there's got to be a reason and the reason is as they're traveling some of the surrounding people groups that they're passing by, they would obviously eat pork, but they would use the pig in their ritual worship unto their false gods of the netherworld or their gods of the dead. When you understand that, when you know that, now it makes perfect sense why God says you cannot eat pork because you don't want to look like them, smell like them, be like them. Now, living in 2022, not eating pork makes no sense at all. But 3,500 years ago, it made perfect sense with where they're at, who they are, where they're traveling, because God wants them to be a holy and a separate people unto him. Amen to that one? Now, let's look at one that Christians have an opinion on all over the place. Okay? Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. Watch this. You shall not make any cuts in your body for the dead, nor make any tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. How many of you have ever heard a Christian say, you know, it says you cannot have a tattoo? Have you ever heard that before? Raise your hand if you know that. Wow, a lot of you. Okay, okay. Let's talk about that. I don't have a tattoo. Re- I thought about it many times, but I, I, I'm afraid because it's like forever, right? I've, I've threatened my wife, saying, Her name's Olivia, I'm going to put an O on my arm. And she always says, It's going to start stretching now. <laughs> Instead of circular, it would be like elongated, you know. <laughs> Who are you, woman? No, I anyway. ain't. Um, but so, but I thought about it many times, but that's what scares me is like, what if I regret it? Now, what I've, if I ever get one, I'm gonna get Joshua 1 and verse 8. I won't get all the letters, but just the one and the eight, Joshua, which says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall be careful to meditate on it day and night and, th- and do everything that's written therein, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll find success. I've always liked that because if you study the word of God, obey the word of God, follow the word of God, these words are life, are they not? And God honors those words. So I've, that's always been one of my favorites. Now, but I haven't got there yet. Okay. So the big question, <clears throat> once again, I've already told you the answer. I'll ask you again. Who were these verses written to? Israelites. Ancient Israelites. Okay. 3,500 years ago, God tells them don't cut your bodies, don't brand your bodies, as they do, don't tattoo your bodies why because the Canaanites as they're traveling they're getting to Canaan's land their false worship guess what those people would do cut their bodies brand their bodies ink up their bodies that's what they would do to their false gods that's why God says you're not supposed to do it because you'll look like them and you'll be like them that was then for the ancient Israelites but this is now tattoos are just artwork and that's all they are. Now, with that said, let me give you balance. If you get a tattoo, look, if you already came into Christ, you had these, look, we, we, I understand. But once you're a Christian and you choose to get a tattoo, nothing sexual, no nudity, nothing perverse, no cuss words. You represent God. You live for the glory of God you are a living witness for God and you better think about that with whatever you choose to publicize or put on your body because we live for the glory of God. Any amens on that one right there? No. But that was written to them because of those purposes. No one's doing that. In my mind, I don't know anybody like that. But you're to live differently. Now, with that said, let's move to point two, which I put in the form of a question, Jeopardy fans. Here it is. Why do we follow some Old Testament commands and not others? Why is it, or how is it, or how do I determine what Old Testament laws apply to me today, and if any of them apply to me today? Because... Are the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament? Yes. Huh, that's Old Testament. Do they apply to me? How do I know? How do I figure out which is what, what applies to me? You know, well, I'll, let me ask you, show you another one. You go to Leviticus and you find that um, if anything out of the sea, you can eat anything that has scales and fins. Anyone like fish? Only if it's deep fried. Amen to that one, right? Now, but it says, basically, you cannot eat shrimp. I-, I like red lobster. Anyone like red lobster? Anyone like the bread? I go there, I get that bread, you know, and we have a, s- a hidden bag where we keep asking for more. No, I'm <laughs> We'd like to, I'll tell you. But I get shrimp scampi. And that says, I can't eat shrimp scampi in that garlic butter. Am I right? I go, You're taking this away from me? Okay, can I eat shrimp? Can I not eat shrimp? Do the Ten Commandments apply? Do they not? Which Old Testament laws apply to me? Which one do not apply to me? Now, let me give you a sidebar, which I think is funny. I guarantee that there are Christians who sit there and tell people you shouldn't have a tattoo while they're eating a baby back rib. I guarantee it, right? <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, they're eating shrimp Scat Don't have a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Shrimp, you know. It's so hypocritical when we get into it, right? You know, no. You, come on, come on, come on, come on. Now, how do I know what applies Old Testament to me in the New Testament? It's very simple. It's so simple. We're New Testament believers, right? So, I look into the New Testament to see if anything from the Old Testament Is in the New Testament, and if something from the Old Testament is in the New Testament, guess what? It applies to me. But if that thing in the Old Testament never made it to the New Testament, a New Testament believer, guess what? It does not apply to me. You say, Well, I don't find the Ten Commandments in the New Testament. Well, you don't find the list, but you find them everywhere in the New Testament, right? I mean, they're all over the place. The Ten Commandments are in there. Now, let me balance it out. I'm not eliminating the Old Testament. I love the Old Testament. Paul writes, these things are written, these events, these stories of Abraham, Moses, the life, they're written as examples for those who believe. That's why I love teaching from the Old Testament. But when it comes to the laws, I got to see if that law has made it into the New Testament because if it has not made it in the New Testament, guess what? It does not apply to me. I'm a New Testament believer now which is point three That's three we are New Testament believers now I shared this um, back in uh, October November we did a series on the Bible hopefully you, you remember that one but I said this and it's true in Acts chapter 2 when the church was born was there in Acts chapter 2 written say no did they have a Bible New Testament to go to No They didn't And they did not go and say Well let's start studying the Old Testament They didn't do that either What they first had Were what's called creeds Ancient creeds They're verbal statements Of which one is From Romans 10, 9, and 10 It says If you confess with your mouth Jesus Christ is Lord Believe in your heart God raised him from the dead You shall be saved Many people couldn't read So they had these verbal creeds That people could memorize and their memorization skills were superior to ours. But they had a very rhythmic creed to it. You find one in 1 Corinthians 15. Jesus died according to the scriptures, rose three days later, da-da-da-da. It's very rhythmic. These are ancient creeds. They're verbal, and they predate the written word of God and then as time went by and these first major players in Christianity they were planting churches around the Mediterranean and then finally and then they go there and they stay six months a year and they teach about Jesus they teach these things they raise up leaders there and then they move on to plant more churches church planting is a a biblical thing and then eventually they start writing these New Testament letters Paul comes along these guys write the gospels etc and now they have those to pass around But they didn't have these written things like you and I do. They didn't have one bit. Now, here's the interesting thing about it. We're New Testament believers. But even some of those New Testament believers had a real hard time with letting go of Old Testament laws that were not in the New Testament. Did you know that? Did you know that? Okay. Turn with me now to Acts chapter 10 in the New Testament Acts 10 in the New Testament we're gonna read from verse 9 to 16 I can't can't do the whole story I gotta pick up the middle of it but this is an event in Peter Peter's the guy who preaches the day the church is born in Acts 2 and 3,000 people get saved he's a big gun he's like he's like Top Gun he's like Maverick right okay good now, watch what happens to Peter. This is in the middle of the whole story. Go back home and read the whole thing. In verse 9, on the next day, as they were on their way, these people are coming because this Cornelius guy's had a vision, go get this guy. On the next day, and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. Side note, housetops bad for David, good for Peter. Okay, good. <laughs> I just love that. (laughs) Verse 10, but he became hungry. Oh, God will always work through our circumstance, will he not? And was desiring to eat. Peter's hungry, he's hungry. But while they were making preparations, he fell into a trance. It doesn't mean he started going, "Um, um, um, um." no, it just means he's astonished, he's amazed, because he's seeing this vision from God. And he saw the sky opened up and an object like a great sheet coming down, lowered by four corners to the ground. And there were in it all kinds of four-footed animals and crawling creatures of the earth and birds of the air. You think there's any pigs on that sheet? You better believe it. And a voice came to him. Here's the voice from heaven. He's watching it. He's seeing it. There's a pig there. And the voice says, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter says, this is the big gun of the church. And Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything unholy and unclean. In other words, I know my Old Testament. I know what that law says. I cannot have baby back ribs. I can't have carnitas. No, I've I've seen it but I can't have that. I know I'm walking holy here. Again, a voice came to him a second time. What God has cleansed no longer consider unholy. This happened how many times? Have ever noticed it takes God a while to get into our thick skulls? Three times. Jim, you gonna get it this? No, could you say it again? You know, it's don't get... Three times, and immediately the object was taken up into the sky. But the voice from God says, "Look, I've made all." Look, you, John, when you said out loud and asked the question in Mark seven, it says that Jesus declared all foods clean. Peter was there; he heard those words in the Gospels, and here he comes here and say, like, "Oh no, oh no, I'm not going to do that." See, we get stuck we get sucked because we don't understand but once you understand these laws in the Old Testament were written to the ancient Israelites and only those laws that transfer from the Old Testament and you find in the New Testament they apply to us and now we find Jesus declares all foods clean now <clears throat> the laws in the Old Testament to the ancient Israelites were so they would look different, be different, smell different, act different. They're separate unto God, holy, distinct. I, I think this is so important in this generation we live in right now. It's my strong, strong belief. I, I think the world's going to look for something. What I mean by the world's a culture—they're going to look for something that's solid and we got to be a, that little bit different because we live these things. Not weird. Don't be weird. Just different. Walk holy. Because they're going to be searching for something. And we need to be there at that moment in time. Now watch. It's not in your notes. not in the discussion. But I added this last night because I thought, ah, this is a good way to finish the series. First Peter 2. Which says... Which says? Shazam! (laughs) There we go. It says, Peter writing, he says, But you, talking to us, followers of Christ, you're a chosen race. You're a royal priesthood. Do you know when you became a Christian, you became a priest? Did you know that? The priests who served in the Old Testament in the temple, they served. That's what priests do. And we're all that. We're all called to serve. He says, and you're a holy nation. Look, I'm not holy because I'm holy. I'm holy because Jesus Christ is holy, lives in me. But now I manifest his DNA that lives in me, and I can walk holy. Not perfect, I'm trying, but holy. That's us. And we're a people for God's own possession. I belong to God. You belong to God. You belong. You, you've surrendered everything you are, everything you have, all your abilities. They belong to Jesus Christ, period. It's not your life. It's His life. So that you, me, all of us, may proclaim the excellencies of Him who has called you and I out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And it all spins back around now in this series that we're called to answer the questions. And they'll only ask us if they see that we are a chosen race, royal priesthood, holy, people for God's own possession. They see something different, something unique about us. And they start to ask the questions. And in that moment, because we've come out of darkness into marvelous light, we proclaim the excellencies. We proclaim the excellencies. We proclaim the excellencies of him, of him. We answer the questions. Listen, you may not think it's important to study your Bible. You would be so wrong, Christian. You need to have answers. You're to study, it says New Testament, study to show yourself approved as a workman who needs not be ashamed accurately handling the word of truth. That should be one of your missions in life. To study and study and keep studying so you can answer the questions, So you may proclaim the excellencies of him. You can answer the questions because they see something different about you. And as I like to say at the end of every series, Series over, Del Campo out, okay? (laughs) Let's pray. Lord, we're free. We're free to walk in the New Testament laws. We're not bound by things that never made it to the New Testament. That's why you said, come unto me all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest if, we're, if there's, we feel like it's a mountain on our shoulders, our Christianity, we probably are living it wrong. As you sit here, if you're not a follower of Christ, here or watching online, but now it's starting to make sense, okay? And maybe people have talked to you about this and it's starting to make sense because Christianity just makes sense. And you realize, man, it's time. It's time to give my life to Christ. It's time to surrender to the God-man who came to earth. God came to earth, took on human flesh to carry my sins on a cross. They killed him, took my wrath, took my punishment for my sins. They kill him, then they bury him, and three days later, boom, he rises from the dead offering new life. That resurrection is the receipt that he paid the price for you and for me and if you would love to put your faith in Jesus today to become a follower of Jesus to surrender your life to him God man God who created you oh man we're so happy for you or if you backslid it's time to quit playing now you know it's time to come back to Christ you're a priesthood you are a minister every Christian is it's time to do something about it for the rest of your life It's time to get back in the game and surrender to Christ. So if you'd like to give your life to Christ for the first time or rededicate your life, here's what I'm saying. If you'd like to do that, I want you right now with every eye closed as a sign between you, me, and God. Open your eyes right now. Look up at me right now. I'm going to look around the room and when our eyes meet, you can close them. Do it right now as I look around the room. Do it now. God bless you. 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 Uh-huh. God bless you. 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 Okay. And those online too. God bless you. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to say this prayer. And and everyone here is going to repeat it out loud after me. Those who looked up at me, you repeat it out loud with us. Remember, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, saying the words is one thing, but believing now that Jesus is the God man, Came to die for you on that cross and then rose from the dead to give you life. And you're gonna follow this only true God. Everything else are false gods and idols. He's the only true God. He's the creator of the whole slam, man. You repeat these words and you put your faith in Him. Everybody say it out loud. Those who looked up at me say it out loud with us. You're not alone as we say it with you. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus for loving me so much that you would die for me. That you would carry my sins on the cross. That you would take my wrath reserved for me upon your body. Thank you, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. And I know I'm forgiven. Today I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. Now, let me pray for you. Let me pray. God, I pray for everyone who looked up. The Spirit of God entered into your life. The Creator of the whole slam entered into your life. You carry the DNA of God now. You can walk a new life but it's important that you start reading your Bible be taught that Bible if you don't have one in the lobby welcome center they'll give you one you gotta read a simple translation you're just starting out something you can understand stay in the New Testament for about two years read about the one who saved you get around Christians regularly get into church worship God start to volunteer somewhere that'll help you in your growth Leave old sins behind. You say, I don't know how I can. You have the DNA of God in you now. That's the power of God. There's resurrection life in you. You do these things and you will find abundant life. You will find your life gets a little better, a little better, and a little better, a little better. You still will have problems, but you will grow through those problems and become this greater person. Because God is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all said, Amen Amen and Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Would you stand up with me? If you need prayer or dedicated your life to Christ, please reach out to us on our social media on Facebook and Instagram at NBCCNarco, or email us at hello at NBCC.com. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to share and subscribe to this podcast.